Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I remember about two weeks ago, maybe less, maybe more, I was reading out a message on behalf of the housekeeping staff at CUH. They were arranging a meeting to see where they would take their pay claim because they have a pay claim. And they felt hard done by because they were watching all those around them getting pay increases and better pay claims. And they felt that they had really done their damnedest during COVID and felt they were being left behind. And the last I remember was reading out a message a couple of times, um, just promoting a public meeting. It came up in the Doyle in the last few days, uh, brought up by Sinn Féin's Tommy Gould. A number of positions in the hospital have had a review of their pay scale and they will see increases in the new year and I welcome that. However, housekeepers are excluded from this increase. This is despite the CUH providing housekeeping services 24-7. They are long shifts, hair shifts off, often with overcrowded wards surrounded by infectious diseases. Throughout the COVID-19 crisis, hospitals like the CUH were kept safe and open thanks to Trojan work of these housekeepers and many others. They rose to the challenge during the pandemic when the state and the people most needed them. I'll talk to Shane and, and Linda and a couple more from that, that uh, housekeeping staff in a wee while. But let's just catch up with Thomas Gould because, Tom, in the doll, the response you got from Anne Rabbit, who was standing in from, for Stephen Donnelly, was that those workers you mentioned are entitled to the same public sector pay deal as anybody else and, and they will get it. So what is the problem? Good morning. Good morning, PJ, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, the the issue here, PJ, is it, there was a job evaluation done, and a lot of different um, of jobs in the CUH because it was seen that they were doing extra work, they were doing different work. The job had evolved that they would get this increase for job evaluation, and when it came to the housekeeping staff and the department, they didn't get it, and their argument is which. Uh, you probably would recognise, I know most people would, uh, what they were doing post-COVID and what they're doing now is different. The level of cleaning, the yeah. level of, of uh, like the whole disinfection that goes on now. And it's not even just with COVID, you have much more serious diseases like MRSAs and many more. Yeah. And like 
I was talking to different uh, staff members there during the COVID when we were really in the height of it. And I think sometimes, PJ, people forget how nervous and fearful people were. These were the people who were sent in to disinfect rooms yep. or go into rooms where COVID patients were. And I'll be talking to a couple up. of them there yeah. in, in a minute or two's time. But just briefly, Tom, before I move on to that, just for listeners, so they are getting the public sector pay increases like everybody else, but what you're saying is that their base pay hasn't been reviewed when others was. Is that it? Yes, yes. yes. And there, okay. should have been, there was an evaluation carried out and the evaluation, I believe, didn't take into full account the work that they're doing. All right, let's talk to some of them. Uh, Shane Keane joins me, first of all. Shane, thank you Hi, for Peter, going you? through the details here. I'm very well, thank you. Now, Tom makes the point, you are all getting... And the minister and Rabbit Min, you are all getting the public sector pay increase. So that's not, not what this is about. But it's about your base pay. That's right. That's right. Like each each housekeeper, as 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 Tommy School said, that each housekeeper well deserves what they get. Like pandemic or after the pandemic, we work very hard and we work very hard right now. Do you know? We, as he said, we we used to go into the infectious rooms. We used, like, we've HIC with certified certificates to go into this this field. But if we 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 go into those rooms with PPE on us, we're still going in with the fear of bringing all that infection home. Yeah, do you know, and it's 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 a very worrying time. What what do you know? what, what do you do, Shane? Your job? Well, I work, what, what is the nature job, of your job? No, no problem. My job is actually auxiliary up right. in the ward. Like so, I work with another colleague, Sally, and we work together as a team. And like for us, the workload's so big on our ward that we have to work together as a team. To so, get what the kind work of things done. do you do day to day? So, on a day to day basis, I I fumigate rooms. I I fumigate rooms. I prepare spaces for when patients come up to a ward and when they go home. Along with Sally, who does floors, so like we make sure the place is infectious. And sterile for when a patient comes up, and you have minutes before that patient comes up to the ward. So you could imagine the turnover on a ward in regards to going home, like fumigations in all infectious rooms. Any infectious area needs to be fumigated. That's done on a daily, daily basis, and that's hard, hard work. Yes. Hard work. It's but well, we love our job, and I'm sure I speak for every housekeeper. We love our. We love like having an old banter with the patient, you know what I mean? Having a chat with the patient, being a friendly face that a patient needs. Yeah. But we work very, very, very hard. And, and during and COVID, you might have been the only friendly COVID, face that person saw. We even saw. had, exactly, like, I, I'll tell you a funny story if you want me to. But, like, we used to go into, like me and Sally, you know, we used to go into, um, she'd kill me now if she heard me say this, but we used to go into an infectious room. It could be a six-bedded room, and you would be depressed if you can't see your family. You can't see your family. So we used to put on YouTube and we'd say, like, what song do you want to listen to today? And it could be now Spanish Eyes by Inkelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> yeah. And she'll be on one end of the room and I'll be on the other end of the room singing to those patients and they'd be singing with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's lovely, like Shane. That. That's not... But no, that's lovely. We used to go that extra mile for them. But we were, like... But, but the standards of work were always still there. We... Like me and and I'm sure all the housekeeping, we give one hundred and fifty percent. Yes. Every minute of every day of our job, 
Do you know? And are you the people like, who serve the food as well and bring things like that around? I assist. I assist in serving the foods with, 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 with the other department, do you know? So, like, that's on top of our workload as well. Do you know what I mean? So the workload gets very, very, very heavy. And, like, how I could, like, I was two years on a, on, a, on a ward. I never got COVID. And I got COVID because I didn't get COVID because Sally watched me, I watched her. And yeah. we, we, we obeyed by the HSC guidelines yeah. in the right PPE, we're in the right PPE going into rooms. Yeah. Do you know? That I didn't get it because we worked as a team. And you were spending, and, and, and I, I spoke to nurses and I spoke to doctors yeah, and I didn't yeah. speak, I didn't have the chance to speak to someone like yourself. Yeah. But from, yeah. from like when you're, you were wearing PPE, sometimes you were double gowned and double masked and fumigation. PJ, we used to wear, we used to wear PPE on many, many days and I'm sure other housekeepers were the same from when we come in in the morning to when we go home at night. Wow. And, we, and the only bit of family they had was us because each one would treat each person as if they're, they're our own family yes. in the room. You really were essential and, service. You know, it was an essential service. And PJ, who, who would you think cleans a room before, before a doctor goes in there, before a nurse goes in there, before a patient goes in there? Mm. Do you know what I mean? We go that extra mile, and do you know, and we're not one. We don't regret one bit because we gave it our all. We gave it one hundred and ten percent. You know, and I'm sure I speak for everyone. Each one of us, like I owe Sally a lot because she taught me a lot of things. Not apart from being certified, she taught me how to be safe in the workplace. She's in it years, so she taught me all the things that she learned over the years. I know. You know, Shane. I, I don't want to be no, intrusive, but like, what what kind of a salary do you guys earn in terms of euro per week for what you do? Well, if you want me to tell you, I've no problem in telling you, but I'd be telling half a cork. But <laughs> but the best I come out with the best every two weeks. I come out with the best of a thousand euro less after tax. After tax. Okay. You know. For what you do, twelve hour shifts, that's that's not yeah. great. Yeah. For what yeah. you do. For what and you not do. only not only that, PJ, like yellow bags would be a prime example. They're all bags that are in the infectious rooms. We take out of those rooms. So we we, we tie them the correct way and we bring them up and we put them into a room. We don't get anything extra for putting our lives at risk carrying yellow bags and putting them into the, Those are the, the holding area. The infection bags, exactly. Let me yeah. stay there, Shane, for me. I'll bring in another no one of your problem. colleagues. Linda, no good morning. Stay there. Good morning, PJ. Hi, How Lin- are you? Hi, Linda. Shane has ex- described really well. You guys are the front line of the front line because at times, Absolutely. at times when, particularly during the paramedic or paramedic pandemic, nobody was let in, you guys had to go in. Absolutely, PJ. I mean, at, at the start, I mean, with COVID, we were the first in. We were the first, and we were in it through the whole lot. Do you know, um, we, we initially became patients' family. We, may, we tried to, you know, reassure them and to ease their fear, even though our own fear was through the roof. Like we, like, we didn't know what we were running into, but yes, every day we still got up and we still went in, regardless of the risk, we still went in. Mm. Did, did you and catch like, COVID then at any stage? Um, I did, but not while working COVID. I mean, I never, I, I was never afraid of, you know, the PP, because we were trained to use this, you know, and I was so, so competent in using it. And I, I, I was, 
I knew myself I could do it, you know what I mean? Everybody else has been trained really well. But, like, our job has completely changed. You know, the stress and even the strains on us now is housekeeping. You know, we're doing a deeper level of cleaning. And we're not looking for a reward here. We're not. We're looking for pay that's commensurate for the job we deliver for the standard of cleaning that is now required. Yes. Yes. You know, we're we're cleaners on the front line and we have been prior to COVID, but COVID, you know, has stepped it up a lot more. You know, the level of risk that has grown exponentially regardless of the PP that is, that is provided. Mm-hmm. And this alone has changed the whole dynamics in the workplace for us. Were you were you nervous, Linda, at any time about maybe terrified. bringing infections home? Like terrified, absolutely terrified. Um, like there were times there, you know, I I did. I went to my car and I cried and kind of went, "How in the name of God are we going to do this? How I mean, how do we keep our family safe?" I myself and my husband, he also works. He works in the ED department and housekeeping. Like we handed our son my sister for four weeks because it just it wasn't safe for him to be at home with us you it didn't got see that him bad. I did, we didn't see him we, we rang him every day and you know we had you know video link you know through through the calls but like it got so bad we felt at that stage we had no choice but to keep him safe from us my goodness and like I'm not the only one that you know people had to had to do that for you know we had to stay away from you know from our family like you know, I have somebody in my family that has cancer, so we couldn't stay, we couldn't even be around them. That, you know, that, even, that. even in work, PJ, we all had our own bubble. Like, once you went on that ward, and we, and like Shane said, we were gowned up from the moment we entered that ward to the time we left. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and like, as someone who, and I always said it, and I still do, on the rare occasions that you're still asked to wear the mask, like going to a chemist or something, I still hate them. How it must be to be dressed from head to toe in tight-fitting stuff that is yeah. hot and, and, like, and sweaty and elastics. It must be horrible. And trying to it, do your job awful. in the middle of it. I mean, the turnover, you know, that has it has increased to levels. I Like, I'm there 20 years. I've never seen it before. You know, we're, a patient is no more gone. We're called in, as Shane said, we have to fumigate or deep clean the spaces, you know, and there's patients lined up from A&E already to come into the space. It's crazy. You know, you know, and nobody wants to go on and on about COVID, but unfortunately, COVID has changed the whole dynamics for housekeeping in the workplace for us. It has. Well, you know what I think happened, yeah. Linda, and, and mm-hmm. Shane is the same, and I'm going to talk to Gillian in just a second. I'll ask you also to stay there, and if any of you want to come back into the conversation, just, just say your name and you can come back in. But what I would have thought is, these are the people who, when you're in hospital, you are the people who are taken for granted, so taken so much for granted now that you explain it. Gillian, bring you in at this point. I asked Shane about catering. You have more hands-on involvement with, with catering and with bringing food up and down to work. Like, people had to be fed during COVID. So what was, what was it like for you? Good morning. Good morning. Um, literally, I walk up in the MSSU department and, you know, we do the meals up there, but we don't we don't get the help from the catering department. The porters bring our meals up to us. And I personally have to go in myself, which I have work colleagues with me that would give me a hand, but they don't have to. Because we have to serve the meals on our own. We don't have help from the 
catering department. They don't come up to the side of the hospital to Okay, so the, the food is delivered, nor do you have to go and collect it? No, the porters deliver it up to us, but that's mine. And after that, it's up to me to sort out who's having what. If a patient's gone home with a new discharge going out, a new patient coming in, I have to go and find out what diet they're on. Yeah. I don't have that extra help as um, Shane has there, as he was saying, like he's assisting. I'm doing the full lot on my own. And I'm in the housekeeping department. And we all gowned up as well? Oh, we, we are all single pods, so we were guaranteed we're going to have COVID on the ward. And can I just point out as well, we have CPE on the ward as well, which is another very bad infection, the bowel infection. CPE. And I've heard of yes. this one, actually. It's a nasty and, one. And that room has to be cleaned three times a day, which, in my point of view, is we couldn't do. Because it's pers- a person, really, on CPE to the ward in you know, the whole hospital. But they might be there every day because we'd be understaffed. We ha- we're in charge of that thing, which we couldn't get cleaned that three times a day because we couldn't take the risk of the other patient. Wow. You know, so that, you know, the, the, where the nurses might ha- give us a hand there, to be fair, and they might bring the bags up to us. But we'd have to go into the end of the shift um, to clean that room. A big yeah. good clean every evening. It was all extra duties on us. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, it's just, it's very, it's just, we don't get recognised in there. It's very, like, do I say to there now about the YouTube video, which I did enjoy? Yeah. I used to be, we used to myself now and a few of the girls, we used to um, do video messages to WhatsApp to families to them. Yes. So they'd be able to talk to them in the bed. Yes. You know, you can go into the room and I go on WhatsApp, ring the number through the video call and they'd be able to see their family members. We used to do that as well above. Do you know, and, and Gillian, the documentaries that we've seen about that time and sometimes that video message, it might be the last video message a person ever yes. had. Like, yes, we yeah, we yeah, often wondered well. who's yeah. holding that phone, who's holding that iPad. It was you guys. Oh, I, I did it for about four or five patients that I know that were just very upset on the day. And I said, look, I'll set up something there now for you. I was saying, give me an hour now and I get myself together and we get, we'll make the call. There's no bothers. I had no bothers. You treat them as they're your own in, the best, in that bed. Of course you do, of course you do. But that must have been so hard as well for everyone. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. It is very, very upsetting. It's upsetting for us and it's upsetting for the families. Yeah. Like my son now, like he's eight years of age, like he'd be thinking like, are we going to be okay in there? You know, for that age, trying to explain to them what's going on. Of course, of course. Very hard, very hard. Like Thomas Gould, you wanted to come back in for a minute because... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You think there's a privatization agenda? Is that it? Yes, PJ, my big fear here is they're trying, the CUH are trying to push the workers into different roles outside. And that means then, the, my fear is that they would either privatise housekeeping or contract it out to one of these contractors that they use in the hospital. Like we have 200 workers out there and I was listening to uh, the people talking to you. They're understaffed at the moment. They're overworked. And if, if you're a person who's who's overworked and understaffed and you're trying to get pushed somewhere else where they're promising more money. So to me, I think they're trying to push the workers uh, out of housekeeping so that they can contract it all out afterwards. And I don't think it's right. And I think uh, CUH management now have to be fair with the workers. Like you're listening to the stories and so are your listeners. Like people remember how hard the pandemic was and here we have these workers who've done everything who were the first people in yeah. to being treated like this and it's wrong and the last people out at the end of the shift you just want to make that point you feel there's a privatization agenda uh, thomas Gould, thanks come back to the the workers themselves to shane and to linda and to Gillian and janice i'll bring you in at this point um good morning hi the, the work got harder during covid yeah, um, like this is not about the thousand euro or the percentage of the pay scale. You know what, I was just going to ask, sorry Janice, to cut across you, I was yeah. going to ask that question to Shane and Linda and Gillian. Have you yeah. got your thousand euro? Yeah, we, we did. got the we thousand did. euro for the COVID. Right, okay, so you've got that. But it's, yeah, and it's not about that, it's not about the little percentage of the pay scale, this is about the banding, about moving up the ladder. We were on a band four. We're just looking to go to a band three. But before this, um, before the... A band is basically a pay scale, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So support support grades, they're on different uh, banding. And we would have been at the bottom, we would have been on a band four with the catering, the portering. Um, so they've all moved up to a band three. So we just want to move up with them. Oh, so hold on Um, now. So people who were on the same band as ye yeah. have moved up. Yeah. And ye haven't. No, they said that, like, we're still waiting on um, a report to see where we fail. Um, I've been in contact with our union rep uh, in Conley Hall yesterday, and she notified me that um, they're having an appointment on the 28th of this month with the evaluator that they paid independently and to see where we failed and how we failed because they feel our job hasn't um, hasn't changed. But they told us before the evaluation that we weren't guaranteed this, that mm. we weren't guaranteed to be moving up the pace. This case. is the job evaluation process, just there for a sec, Tom. This is the job evaluation process that the Minister mentioned to you in the Doyle is still ongoing, correct? That's, no, it's actually completed, PJ. And what the evaluation process says is that the housekeeping staff 
uh, don't deserve to move up the band and that's why we are completely opposed we believe they do and listen to what they've said to you today how can anyone say that they're not okay okay thanks Thomas School again so this is just to terrify this now. I hate to be wrong here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so Janice and Gillian and Linda and Shane, so people who were on the same pay band or pay scale as you guys were pre-pandemic yeah. have been yeah. moved up. Yeah. But you've been told, effectively, you're not worth moving up. Not exactly. Not exactly. After no what you've done for no the last No housekeeping department well, nationally done. got it. How does that and make you feel, Linda? I feel so as if literally I was good enough to, we were all good enough to run into the fire, but now it's like you're just tossed away. You're just not, you, we're not acknowledged. We're not asking for much. Acknowledge the job we do. Like, would there be much difference, Gillian, between the band you're on now and the band that your other colleagues around you have oh, been lifted up to? Definitely, like like we're just not being recognised inside there. Yeah. It's just we're always at the bottom. We're always fighting. We're always going to be fighting for everything. We fight to get a holiday. We fight to get money. We fight for this. We fight to find out what hours we've left. And other departments that I know of can walk in and to get be asked a question, they could get the answer within the, the end of the day. But us, no, we have to fight again. And Shane, as you said, and yourself and your your colleague Sally yeah. that you mentioned, like you were the first in when a patient like, leaves and the last out. PJ, in my opinion, I'm only here three years and I've never met such a wonderful team of people in the housekeeping department. They make you feel, the workers, they work, they're great friends, great buddies, you know, like many times you'd have a down day during the COVID. PJ, we were at, we were somewhat, a good nearly everyone was the last phase a person saw before they passed away. I know that. And I only realised that a couple of minutes I, ago, and uh, like as, as a colleague said, like I was often cleaning a room, and I often heard them saying goodbye on a tablet to their family. Do you know what I mean? And you'd still go in and you'd say, "You're looking great. How are you?" Do you know? And like, but then there was people that left and went home after after COVID. That was the success stories as well. But like, if. We are the backbone of any ward we're in. We're the backbone from the person on floors to my to myself in auxiliary. We're the face a patient would remember if they couldn't even remember their own family. They remember you. And, and you come in on your day off, and they remember you. You were off today, were you? I goes, I am. Do you know? I know. And as I just, I think was it Gillian said it to me like that. Sometimes in watching the documentaries that were made that we all watched on prime time and other programs, that. Sometimes you were the person holding the tablet or holding the phone for the last call. We were, yeah. We were. And you know, like, but then you're going home, like I the mother, and I'm sure everyone worships their family and adores their family. I adore my mother. And the last thing I want is for her to catch it off me. Do you know? I know. Do you know, it's, it's a desperate worry to bring all that home and you're, I used to come in every day and you're saying to yourself, is this the day I'm going to catch it? Do you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember going home and doing the 10 metre dash, literally <laughs> get in the door and literally run up the stairs, 
the whole bathroom will be cornered off and you're literally stripping, putting your clothes in bags separate so that they could be kept away from everybody else, do you know? I had to change, I had to, I had to change in the porch. <laughs> yeah, it was literally, at one stage, my husband was saying he's going to get a pop-up tent so I could just step into it. <laughs> and and, it, and I, I remember, lads, talking to, to nurses about that and, and, and doing that. And I'm guilty, I must say here, I'm guilty of not realising it wasn't just nurses and doctors. No, it was you all were, of us. You were no. stripping off in the in, in the in, in the shower and, and running to the shower and yeah. changing your yeah, clothes yeah. and doorways and oh my god. Like we were the ones that had the place, PJ, disinfected before a doctor even goes in. We were in there. There was no one like with, without was, housekeeping a hospital, any business can't operate. It can't because no. You yeah. can't do theatres, you can't have patients coming into, you know, an unsterile environment. You you can't do it. So, therefore, we are one of the most important. I'm not saying we are the most important, you know, above anybody else. But without housekeeping, you just you just can't do it. I think what you are, lads, and um, this has been a most interesting conversation. <laughs> You're a whole sector within the hospital that it's so easy to take for granted. Peter Hospital is colossal. It's a huge hospital. It's a huge hospital. Do you know? And you're in in every... Janice, are you in every corner of it? Like, you could be anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go off a small bit on something else. I'm just going to tell you about... Do you know, before the job evaluation started, um, we weren't... They told us that we weren't guaranteed the results. And... um, so then they were telling management, oh, we'll, ta- we'll go into talks about ward catering after we get the evaluation. I just feel that the whole thing is planned out. Um, so I asked on the phone yesterday to the union rep who said that we can't appeal this process. And she said to me, Situ and management had an agreement that there'd that'd be, that they'd be no appeal. Well, okay. Well, I, I mean... We do, like I don't know that, but I, I'm gonna take your word for that. But that's a very strange. That, that's a very, very sort of strange. <laughs> why you would agree to something like that? And then we we received a letter, uh, all the members in housekeeping last month. Yes. Yes. Management explaining that we're all upset, and um, can we come into talks now about um, the ward management? We don't, or the ward catering, we don't want to talk about the ward catering. We want to get paid our job evaluation for the job that we've been doing prior to COVID, during COVID, and after COVID. Give us our banding for that, and then you can go into your talking. Recognise us for what we've done all the time. Okay, okay. Like I call him on Michal Martin and, you know, Minister Donnelly. I mean, you're all, you know, at the start, you know, you acknowledge exactly what we did. You know, and you know that round of a clap. You know, we won't go there. But I'm asking you now. You know, you know, step up for us. We stepped up for you. It's, you know, we're asking you now to step up for us. Yes. Give us our job evaluation. Give it to us, please. Can I? You know, put to the four of you, and I, I, I don't wish to be in any way insensitive to what you've been telling me here, but in in the interest of the conversation that we're having, someone's just said on the phone. And any one of you who wants can take this. It's easy to say what you do when you're on the outside looking in, but if they get more, does that mean somebody won't get their operation because it all comes out of the one pot? Does anybody want to take that question? 
or will I will I throw it over to Tom? Tom, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take that rather than the four yeah. lads. What, what what would you think? No. TJ, there are people, there are workers up in the hospital who've got this evaluation and are going to get the money in the new year, and we welcome that. All these workers are looking for is equality the and fairness. The and the person that you're talking about who sent in that text, the, the HSE and the government are, say, are not saying they can't afford it. What they're saying is that these workers don't deserve it. And what we're saying and what what you've even recognised, now listen to their stories, Absolutely. they do. And like, the, the point I want to make is, I believe that the HSE are trying to contract out more and more work. Right. And we see at the moment, there's, there's hundreds of jobs not filled in the CUH because the terms conditions are so bad. And it, uh, uh, one of the workers made a comment to me yesterday about the cleanliness of the hospital. They're short, they're understaffed up there and they're at the pin of their collars and they're looking, they want to do the job. They're willing to do the job. It's just that the HSE, and this comes back to the HSE management once again. And PJ, if it's, if it's not waiting lists, if it's not people looking for scans, just the way they manage the, the, the HSE at the moment, and I believe these workers are being treated unfairly. Okay. All they're looking for. Like if you're, well, if all you're they're working, looking for, Tom, if you're listening to, my, to, to themselves, if I'm listening to them correctly, and, and I'll, I'll come back to them just to wrap up, but if, if I'm listening to, to, to them correctly, workers who were on the same pay scale as they were yeah. pre-COVID yeah. have been moved up and they've been left behind. And what you're telling me is that they've been pretty much told you're not worth the increase. And PJ, during the height of the pandemic, the minister, the first minister for health, Simon Harris, was so impressed. He did, he tweeted it, I remember, I remember that. He, he, tw he tweeted it. So the ministers did recognise it. And all they're looking for now is that recognition to be actually... Well, what, 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 it, what it takes so is for Stephen Donnelly to effectively to turn around and tell the HSE to, to, to pay them. Uh, Shane and Linda and Gillian and Janice, thank you for telling us about your work. And for, for any of us who might have taken your work for granted, we're sorry yeah. that we did. Um, Can I just say one more thing, PJ? Of course. Sorry, no. Who's that, Janice? This is Janice, yeah. yeah. So all the support grades, every single one of them, that got it deserve it 110% yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. I agree if these support grades you cannot have a hospital I feel we're the backbone of the hospital oh yeah um, you're like the bricks and mortar holding it up lads you're like the steel in the walls we hold it up yeah I think if you should give it to one support grade I think we we'll should be up there with them. Um, yeah. It would be yeah. interested, interesting as well to see any new contractor, tr contract people that are getting contracts coming in working in the HSE now in the COH. Are they getting a contract of a multitask worker as yeah. opposed to a housekeeping contract yeah. or a catering contract? It would be interesting to yeah. see if they want to get a contract of a multitask worker. Yeah. It's, it's it's all kind of complex when you get down into that nitty gritty. But 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 thank you. You you you've all given me a huge insight and given listeners, I think, a huge insight into what you do uh, day to day. Um, Shane and Linda and Gillian and Janice, thank you all for being with thank me this morning. Thank you so much. Sure. And thank, thank you for what you, you do. Thank you for thank what you, you do. Thank, thank you for what you did. And thank you for what you continue to do. Thanks. Thomas, before you go, someone's just phoned up there 
um, wanting to know. Jared says, are people working in <coughs> Section 39 jobs entitled to the thousand euros and have they got it yet? Thomas? Sorry, PJ, yes. Listen, PJ, we, we've been, between myself, David Conlan, Mary Lou raised it a few weeks ago. Just people still waiting. Thousands uh, It's just, uh, yeah, and like here we are now, a year after the government announced it. It's, it's, a sh- it's a shambles. And for people, you see, PJ, you can't go out and make statements that you're going to give people a thousand euros and then not deliver it. People have been waiting on that especially in the middle of a cost of living crisis. And some people who thought they were getting it aren't getting it now, while other people who are entitled to it are still waiting. So like, we are trying to keep the pressure on Stephen Donnelly and the government to deliver this because like, it's people are waiting on it. They need it. OK, all right. Leave it there with you. Uh, Thomas Gould, uh, Sinn Féin TD for Cork North Central. And thanks in particular to Shane and to Linda and to Gillian and to Janice who all work in housekeeping in COH. I, for one, sometimes on this programme, I learn from a conversation. I certainly learned from that one. Cork's 96 FM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.